We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Hack It Out Golf Pod with Scott Fawcett and Lou Stagner. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. How are you doing today, Mark? It's going to be a fun one this evening. I'm going to talk to you guys about a little statement that's been going off a little bit online between a little fight. Well, not fight, but we can call it a fight if it makes people more excited. (laughs) Um, Tom Weiskopf's comments about Rory McIlroy. Are you ready for this, gentlemen? We might not win any friends, but we're going to talk about it. Are you up for this? We are ready. Right, gentlemen, I'm going to kick this pod off by just reading some of the comments Tom Weiskopf has said about Roy McIlroy. It's an interesting conversation, which we'll dig into. So Weiskopf says... I don't see any frustration in Rory, is what he's saying. Life is good and it should be. He's a multi-multi-millionaire and has a kid now. I don't see the tiger attitude. It's like he's satisfied all the time. The guy is not a good putter. He can't hit uh, some putts uh, online. He gets the wrong speed. He technically is not a good putter. But he does have one of the purest swings, Weisskopf says. Weisskopf then goes on to say, technically he's superior to Dustin Johnson, but Dustin has the confidence to do it every time. I know Rory works out, but I bet if we watched him work out, Rory would be lots of laughs and giggles, and Dustin would be balls to the wall. <laughs> Not sure what that means. I'll <laughs> ask you that later. <laughs> and forcing a little bit more on himself. And that's what he's done. So he's suggesting that Dustin works harder. Rory did obviously see the comments and has come back. He says things like, I've never met Tom Weiskopf in my life. He has never met me. So he's obviously making a statement based on things that he sees from the outside, Rory is saying, which is fair. Like we, people have opinions of players that they've not met, which are maybe not really what the players are like. I've shown throughout my career that I care. I want to win. I want to be the best. I've been the best. And it's not as if I'm there in the clouds. I'm not set thinking about it. I try my heart out every single shot, every single tournament that I play. Maybe I deal a bit better with disappointment than I used to, Rory goes on to say. And he also goes on and jokes and says in the Zozo, he was breaking clubs. So he maybe didn't control his frustrations that well there. But obviously Tom Weiskopf didn't watch that event. So a nice little passive aggressive dig at the comments at the end. So Rory is kind of being suggested that he's an underachiever. Um, is that fair to say about the beloved, our beloved Rory McElroy, gentlemen? I think it is so far 
off the mark to say that. Rory is is one of the best players to ever walk the planet. Uh, the guy has won 18 times in 187 events. He, his win rate is almost 10%. Uh, he's wow. been in the uh, ranked 12th or better in the official world golf rankings since the middle of 2009, most of the time being top five or better. Um, to, to question the work ethic of a guy who has achieved so much, so much more than than countless other golfers that have played the game, it's just uh, it's kind of mind-numbing to me that he would say that. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I mean, again, it's one of those things. It's just it's it's such a ridiculous statement. And, you know, when I first heard Tom Weisskopf made those statements, I, I, I'm not a historian. I had to Google. I didn't know if he was 65 or 85. He's 78. I'm going to chalk a lot of it up to just old. But again, what my biggest issue is, is questioning work ethic. I mean, I don't know. Is a guy supposed to be walking around? It's like when people talk about he's got his game face on. Like, does that just mean you got like a squint in your eyes and you're gritting your teeth? Like, just because some guy's happy, does that mean he doesn't work hard? I would actually say it probably means he works harder than anyone. He loves what he's doing. He's, again, as Lou said, he's got an almost 10% win rate, which is just unheard of. And he's won the FedEx Cup twice, $54 million. He has 90 top 10s in his 187 starts on tour. He finished in the top 10 half the time. Like, I understand and I agree with maybe he's not a great putter. And the only way we would know if 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 this you know Weisskopf has any you know legitimacy in his comments or not is does he just not practice his putting ever because he's like well I just love hitting driver hard so I just just sit on the range and hit drivers for five hours a day I highly doubt that's the case Rory I think it was Phil Kenyon who was some of the big names of putting guys Stockton he's gone to all of them it's not like he's not trying. Putting's hard. He's just not very good at it. And that's also being said with a grain of salt. Like, the guy's a great putter. He's just not a world-class, you know, like top 10 on the PGA Tour putter, which, again, when you use Tiger Woods as the litmus test, it's just it's just unfair for a variety of reasons I'm sure we'll get into. But you just can't say some guy's not working hard enough because of the way he interviews. It's just asinine even for a 79 year 78 year old yeah i mean we'll come back to the interview point because i've got something to say about that which is maybe uk to america ideas as well because i think it's interesting but people mention about the way he interviews but we'll come back to that if you remind me um is it fair to say he's not a good putter and in defense of tom weiskopf here so we're not just having a uh, let's beat up tom weiskopf podcast uh, respect your elders and all that everybody always <laughs> um <laughs> It, it, yeah, is it is it not that Tom is backhandedly here having a compliment at Rory? So he, he Tom's frustrated because, like, we want Rory to be the next Tiger. Like, the world wants the next Tiger. It's desperate for another Tiger. Like, we're desperate for another Federer, and we don't want the Dow to go and Djokovic to go. These sports need these kind of polarizing, successful people. Rory basically has a game that we look at and see what Tiger had and we see that Rory has parts of that and is he just frustrated that he can't get his putting sorted because he knows his other game is really good because he kind of hints at that by saying technically he's better than others which we'll come to as well because that statement's out there is it fair to say that his putting is bad Lou I don't know if you've got anything on that and also is it not Tom just being a bit frustrated that Rory isn't the new Tiger because we want a new Tiger maybe 
No, it's devil's a, advocate. Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. But Rory is uh, he is a one of the lower end putters on the PGA Tour. He's only had one or two seasons where he's putted really well, but his uh, his putting ranks that he's had ranks where he's been in the you know mid 120s on the PGA Tour as a putter, and, and that's you know you're not breaking any land speed records with those kind of rankings on the putting green. A couple of years where he's putted really well, 2019 he putted 24th and he won three out of 19 events in 2019, and he top 10 14 out of those 19. He was 41st in 2014, and he won three out of 17 events that year, and top 10. 12 out of 17 when he has good putting years he does really well because he's so good at most every other part of the game when his putting's off a little bit he's still going to have a good year he's still going to be Rory McIlroy he's been in the top 10 in the official world golf rankings for over a decade and I think Tom could have said it a little bit differently I think Tom could have said you know Rory is a fantastic golfer and if he was a better putter he would be a much better player and that's a true statement um, to you know bring in the Tiger comparison. I, I think it's difficult to benchmark any player against Tiger with with what Tiger achieved. But that is one area of the game that if Rory if Rory showed up and became a top 25 putter year in and year out, he would have not 18 wins right now. He would have 30 plus wins right now. Yeah, absolutely. And Scott, do you feel like we can compare people to Tiger? I know you're obviously quite publicly saying that you can't, I think. And I think you have some dating app analogy as well, which always... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do. I mean, I just, I think it's unfair. I, I, I do think that any comparison to the to the greatest of all time, and again, I understand that this will probably make Weisskopf mad too. Tiger is so much better than Jack Nicklaus was, it's not even funny, in my opinion. Yes, Jack had a ton of second place finishes. The fields were terrible. The Masters was a small field. The PGA had 40 club pros in it. It's just not even close. Tiger at his best would destroy Jack Nicklaus at his best, period. But wow. the one thing well, that po- both There's of- a podcast in itself, isn't it? <laughs> that's a, a hot take. Itself, but mean, we'll come back to that one. <laughs> I just, I, don't, I really don't even think it's questionable. But that said, especially when you consider how much of Tiger's career he's been injured. I mean, it's just, it's just not even close in my opinion. But the one thing that can't be quantified, back to the dating analogy, is Tiger's brain. And so any comparisons to Tiger, in my opinion, it's just not even fair, mainly because a guy like Tiger, people ask me all the time, like, when's the, when are we going to get the next Tiger Woods? And I literally answer as soon as we get another Vietnam War, because... You're not going to get a Green Beret Army militant dad that meets a Buddhist Thai, you know, very docile, very, you know, just she was the rock of the family. Tiger's dad would beat on him and then Kaltita would 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 build him up the meditation, the Buddhism, all that stuff. And so, you know, Earl and Tita Woods aren't meeting on Bumble. They're they're profilers aren't crossing each other ever and so I, I highly doubt they're going to the same restaurant or bar those two humans in the modern society simply aren't meeting and it's the blend of again a green beret dad and a buddhist mother that has made tiger you know we all have a million uh, tabs open in our web browsers i literally have a tab open right now because i've been meaning to research this more and more but just tiger woods meditation buddhism because i want to find as much stuff as i can 
can on it, you know, that's just out there in the public domain, because I truly, Tiger's been told since he was one that he would be the most important person on the planet, that he would do more things than the Dalai Lama would for the world by the time his career was over. And he damn near has done it, which is what's amazing about it. But he essentially was told this. I mean, I'm his exact age. I'm a couple years older than him. I got to see him out in junior golf tournaments. The dude was told since birth that he is God, essentially. And then he essentially became a God. You're just not going to, you can't put a, 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 a quantitative analysis on that. And so it's just something he has. And not, unless you start a kid at one, a lot more kids, I could name a hundred kids that don't talk to their dad that had the identical relationship that Earl and Tiger had. And yet it worked one in a thousand as opposed to, you know, like it is by far the outlier in, in regards to that than anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, was, it, was good. it was good. So to be fair to Tom then, to be fair to Tom, he does say, I don't see the tiger attitude, which is kind of what you're saying there. So I'm not, I'm not defending Tom here because I think the statements, you know, I'm a big Rory fan. He's outside of the pond and all the rest of it. But um, <laughs> he's, he's actually right, isn't he? I don't see the tiger attitude. It's kind of what you've just said. We might not ever see that tiger attitude because it was so unique to him. So to say we don't see it, is is a correct statement there there is some correctness in this statement possibly is that fair yeah there might be some correctness in that but uh to to question his work ethic um yeah that's the key isn't it that's the key for me and uh he he said uh, weiskopf said that golf is just something for him to do and and they they asked him why do you think it's why do you believe that it's just something for him to do and his answer was the way he interviews and i just find that bananas uh, it's like saying yeah. i don't think you're good at your job because of the way you drive your car to work it just it makes no sense to me you don't know anything about this man who's been top 10 in the world for over a decade i don't care if it's golf if it's tennis if it's basketball name the sport name the occupation name anything if you are top 10 in the world for over a decade you are putting in some serious effort to not only get there, but to stay there. And to say that, you know, you're not working hard and it's just kind of a, you got your money and you're just along for the ride. To me, I, I think, you know, and again, I, I, I don't work with Rory. I don't know him personally, but to, to think that somebody that reaches that level of, of expertise is not doing that, I think is, is pretty silly. Yeah, well, I agree. Also, what's interesting with this is that if you ask a UK-based audience about his interview, like, we think he interviews brilliantly because he comes across as so what we're used to, down-to-earth, normal person. Because we definitely see a bit of a divide between your classic Lee Westwood-style golfer. And I don't mean on the golf course. I mean off the golf course. You look at Lee Westwood on Twitter. You look at Lee Westwood in interviews. He is just an English guy being what English guys are like who's really good at golf. He doesn't have the media filter that I do see other players have. I mean, Tiger obviously had a massive media filter because his life, personal, was derailing, but his media filter was still very much in place. Um, so I, I think that's amazing because Rory, this side of the pond, you ask a lot of golfers, it'd be interesting what the audience think. Maybe leave a review and let us know what you think of, audi- of Rory's uh, interview style. We love it because he's actually just normal. Like, it, there's, there's, there's nothing... There's no, he doesn't hide. 
so I'm amazed that that's something that's even being talked about. I mean, do you guys see that or not? I mean, obviously, you're both obviously from the state. So do you see what I mean, the difference? Well, for me, getting back to just like, yes, just but getting back to like questioning the work ethic and stuff. I mean, it's just it's just so unfounded. It's, you know, back to the Peloton stuff. Rory is known as the Peloton King on the PGA Tour. And I just quickly Googled over here on the other monitor. Here he is posting. He finished 173rd out of 10,066 cyclists. Like he is... He is such a physical specimen, it's ridiculous. And to, to question anyone's work ethic when they are going at 25 miles an hour for an hour straight on a Peloton bike, like you just, you can't even make these questions. And then, but to go to your point there of like how he interviews, just because a guy's happy, does that mean that he's, he's not trying hard? I mean, Tiger was, a, I, I shouldn't say this, but Tiger, I'm assuming, was a miserable human being from a 2007 through getting caught because you can't have that many plates in the air and be that fried and not just be a, a miserable human. And I'm sure he would actually you know, admit and agree as much with perfect 2020 hindsight. And, you know, kind of like Lou said, just to... to Base any opinion at all off of a sports interview is just completely absurd. Yeah, I, I think over here, um, sometimes, and I, I've read uh, comments along these lines, and, and I've had conversations with people that share this opinion that they think that Rory is soft because of the way he interviews, right? Because wow, he's okay. because he's open, because he he shows um, some empathy, some emotion. He's honest about things. People, he's honest. People, he's so honest. Yeah, people interpret that as as weakness or as being soft. And you know, we're, we're only a couple decades removed from you know two a day workouts with you know you're not allowed to have any water as a punishment. And that was kind of the thinking. And if you don't do that, you're not being tough. And 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 one of uh, one of my golf buddies. Is, is the opposite of what you would call a Rory fan. And he thinks Rory is so soft and so weak, and he bases that, like Weisskopf, off of these interviews. And it's just uh, wow. it's mind-numbing to me that, that people can make these, uh, make these determinations on people like Rory that are you know, obviously ill-informed because they don't know him at all and then just so far from reality. I mean, I think that's a little bit cultural as well, personally. I mean, I, I honestly, Rory's interviewing technique in the UK from the people I talk to, they, they just love how honest he is. I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with Rory a few years ago and what you see is what you get. Like, he gives you, like, off camera to on, he did, there was no change. He was just the same person and a enduring interesting nice guys that that does amaze me what about the technically superior comment so for me i'm going to kick us off on that one as a golf pro who obviously looks at technical swings and ideas of technical swings that one just baffles me i mean basically he well, it doesn't baffle me i think he's saying that rory swing looks prettier exactly all that means I, I can't see how else you measure which one's technically better they go at similar speeds uh, their face, the path control, strike control, if measured consistently enough over a period of time, you're going to find is so, so close. Um, like you just wouldn't be able, I mean, apart from you go down to the putting stats, which are probably going to be different, T to green wise and technically, well, technically wise, as in as a movement, 
it's one of those crazy statements. I mean, I mean, I'll never forget when um, in on the European Tour, Colin Montgomery was winning his X amount of European Tours in a row. Like he won seven or eight or nine in a row. Crazy amount of consistency. Didn't have the prettiest swing in the world. Never smiled that much. And was a little bit overweight. You know, he didn't, he wasn't the best physique. And people would often ask me as a coach, like, what's the best swing on the European Tour? And I'd say, well, it's Colin Montgomery, isn't he? Like he wins every, oh, you wouldn't want to swing like that. It's, well, our bloody words, <laughs> he wins every week. Um, it, it's almost like one of those statements, isn't it? It's like, well, what do you think? I mean, I don't understand where he gets technically superior from. I don't, I don't get that. Unless he's a statistician and he's, he's relating it to stats and I'm not giving him credit. I don't know. I think for me personally, when I think of, and this is, you know, I teach strategy, psychology, I teach scoring, I don't teach mechanics. And one thing is I've started, you know, accidentally getting into the golf instruction world a hard thing, a really hard thing for me to accept initially was there's no such thing as a fundamental. There's no such thing as a good posture, a good grip, a good setup, a good alignment without knowing its matchups with all these other key features to your idiosyncratic swing, if that's even the right word, it feels right. I've got a buddy, Grant Masson, shout out. I got a buddy, Grant Masson, who won a bunch of four star, uh, five star AJGAs. He was one of the top players coming out. He had a nice, solid professional career without having made it. And I can, I could walk you back to the spot on number 80 at Glen Eagles Country Club here in Plano, Texas, where he was sitting there with this hooded golf club at the top. And he was just like, you could set a plate of nachos on that thing. And he just, he, and from that point forward, he started bunting it and he started not playing good golf because all he was trying to do was essentially get rid of DJ swing. In hindsight, I'm like, oh my God. And he got it so bad to where his body was so in the way of him trying to get out of the way where he had moved this club face. He would get a raw mark on the inside of his right forearm from where he would hit his belt buckle because he's trying to have to throw everything to catch up so much. And I'm like... This one guy, because of an aesthetic position that didn't match up with his golf swing, essentially destroyed his his career. And I think that's what a guy like uh, Tom Weisskopf, like I can't even think of his name right now, but a guy like Weisskopf <laughs> has not gotten through. There's no such thing as... A, a perfect swing. Yeah, absolutely. Dustin Johnson's swing looks weird. I couldn't get my wrist to that position if you paid me a million dollars and hit the golf ball. But with DJ's matchups, he's the best player on the planet and arguably the best one over the last 10 years. It, it yeah, has nothing to do with aesthetics. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think for that generation, it, it, it does. Lou, what do you think? Technically, any anyone better than others for your your more layman eyes on the technical swing? I Boy, guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely as we move Bowing forward out. here. I am gonna use the uh, let the swing analysis fall to you two guys. Um, I am yeah. I am the hack of the group. That's for sure. Um, that's where that <laughs> name comes from. I posted a few months ago a, a golf ball I hit 108 yards offline. So I'm not sure you want me to do any analysis on golf swings. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So technically superior, and to use the superior, I mean to say technically superior, that doesn't mean he's like a fraction better, does it? That means like apparently he's like superior, loads better. I just um not seeing that at all um but i see why those comments can be said in my opinion the way a golf instructor's job is is to get a shot pattern as small as possible that's what functional is i don't care what it looks like how small can you get the shot pattern and dj swing it, it does look a little weird i'm telling you when i've i've watched him hit balls in person i'm like how do you get the 
club on the ball from that position at the top. Dude, I don't know, but it just works. And that dude does the same thing every single time. But an interesting point with that, and you've kind of, you've said it already with matchups, it only looks different to what your idea of the norm is. And your idea of the norm is built on years and years and years and years and years of what Weisskopf's making his remarks on, isn't it? It's interesting. So I honestly do think as time goes on, you, there won't be a norm and it, the norm will become so much more that you don't see a norm from Hovland pouring at, uh, pausing at the top to Bubba proving that there's no standard norm for years to DJ doing what he's doing. We'll see, we'll see plenty of people swinging it like Rory as well, but we'll see plenty who don't to the Matt Waltz and those kind of things. So it's interesting what we call the norm, isn't it? Even that's going to change sure. over time, I think. Um, so before we get on to the last point, I think we can all safely say, I mean, out of the two statements, Rory's is full of passive-aggressive sarcasm, which, to be fair, when I listen to his press conferences, interviews... That's what I hear. And as someone who is experience of plenty of sarcasm in my videos over years and years and years, I definitely see some people not get the joke and actually get angry with some of the things I've said and we say in videos when we've said them as a joke. But because we're saying it sarcastically, often we're saying it hidden within the context of a conversation. Um, so out of the two statements, I think Rory, again, from his statement, shows fantastic honesty a to respond and b sarcasm and good fun from his comments you know the fact that he ends it with he obviously didn't watch that round of golf <laughs> is one of my favorite statements out of all because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because he only doesn't get frustrated when he doesn't see it like try and win that game that's impossible to win isn't it if he only <laughs> if he thinks he like come on so my last question then so we can all agree that Rory isn't an underperformer he is a performer i think that's fair uh, the technically different part i think is yeah up for debate as those always things will be but not amongst the golf coaches i certainly um circle myself with and same for you there uh scott um balls to the wall who's going to tackle that one <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I you do not even know what that means. Well, it's a it's a seventy eight year old man comment. There's really nothing more to say to it than that. I think if... when when I ask you both about that comment, I almost feel like it's something that maybe shouldn't be said anymore. I don't know. It just it just seems like is it? It's an old fashioned thing to say. Is it? Is that what we're saying? It it, it isn't said anymore. I mean, again, I keep on wanting to call him Howard Twitty. I don't even know why that is. <laughs> Howard Twitty said balls the walls. Apparently, but no, that's it's it's a stupid statement. I you know I think that we're all getting way too politically correct to uh, some degree, but also there are certain things that just don't make any sense or have any use in a in a modern society. And he works out balls to the walls when the guy can finish in the top. <laughs> One tenth of one percent of a ten thousand person workout class. I think he probably works out hard enough. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel we're all slightly more on the side of Rory here. One of the best players that we've been lucky enough to watch over the last few years. And uh, let's hope he continues. And if he can just up his putting that little bit more, we're all happy with that. He needs to just improve his putting. Is that our tips for Rory? He's I like his interview style, but he could just hold a few more putts. Is that fair? If Rory, Luke? yeah, if Rory putted like uh, you know Denny McCarthy, who's a phenomenal putter, he's one of the best if not the best in the game right now if he putted like him um he there's no telling what uh what he could do he would be he would be not tiger but he would be a whole lot closer to tiger if he could putt that way you know there's one other thing that weisskopf said that i'd love to tackle Go on. 
so why it got lost in the interview and, and Weisskopf bought, brought up Bryson and he said, I, I like him and he's great for the game, but you can't swing that hard and still control the ball, which is just, <laughs> I, I doesn't make sense to me. Um, I look at, how did he win that major then? What happened? Yeah. There? How, People how do you win back on the, I don't, I'm confused. Yeah. I'm confused as well. And I, I don't know what he's, I don't know what Bryson he's watching, but it's certainly not Bryson DeChambeau because Bryson hits the ball straight. Bryson hits the ball straighter than Brendan Todd. When you look at it from how close does he hit it to the center of the fairway. And to, to say just because you're swinging hard and maybe his swing doesn't look as pleasing as Rory's, that it's not efficient and it's not functional, um, I, I think is uh, off the mark as well. If this podcast goes well, we'll all chip in and we'll send uh... – uh, Weisskopf to a Tony Robbins seminar so we can start working on his limiting beliefs because he's got a ton of them. <laughs> Excellent. On that note, I think we're going to Sorry, watch... Tom. You had a great career. You had 18 yeah, more wins than I like, did. All respect to Tom. Great player and all the rest of it. But there's lots of things in there I certainly am not agreeing with and I think can be challenged. Post comments down below. Let us know what you think of the first uh, podcast. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Scott. That was fun, wasn't it? That was fun. Had a good time. Yeah, that was good. This, well, these are going to be great conversations. I really think this is going to be a good podcast. Absolutely. Loads more to come. And as always, leave a review if you've enjoyed the podcast down below. Give us some stars. Thanks for listening and stay safe, everybody.